This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. High School Fan Zone begins uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. Coaches from uh, Coronado and Estacado will visit uh, with us this this evening to uh, get you ready for high school football. We'll have uh, Coronado football on the air for you. Two different stations. We'll have uh, the Coronado broadcast at 6.30 from uh, Wolferth at uh, Tiger Stadium. And that will be on uh, 96.9 The Bull. Okay. And then we'll have uh, the Friendship Broadcast, of course, here on Double T 97.3 at 6.30 from Tiger Stadium. And then as far as Estacado is concerned, uh, they're in action also later on this week. We'll have uh, other games for you. We'll continue to kind of plug that away for you here on the uh, on uh, Double T 97.3 and on 100.7 The Score. Uh, good morning uh, with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire and Chuck Hines. So um, Cowboys in action over the weekend. And I'm... I may already have an NFL problem. I probably do have an NFL problem. It's been pretty well documented <clears throat> over the years in terms of my uh, my fandom for uh, the NFL, but maybe it went to a new level on Saturday. I don't think it's a problem. It's just what you enjoy. Well, I do enjoy it, but here's here was the here was the problem. So I kind of had it kind of had it down. I had some plans change on Saturday, which was great because the the boys came over and swam, and they wanted we went ahead and cooked burgers and stuff like that and so i was like hey chiefs are coming on why don't you guys hang around a little bit well unfortunately for that it was not on the nfl network because uh, they had another game on they were the cowboys were going to come on at nine so i was going to just kind of watch some of that and so i uh with the lucky lady's help she uh she got me on the uh, nfl app and uh, so now I'm an NFL app subscriber only because I wanted to watch an exhibition football game. Just wait till he has to get uh, the YouTube for uh, something on yeah. a weekend. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that probably subscribe to the NFL app, so I yeah. don't think you're. Yeah, but I, I don't had think to, you're that different than many NFL fans. Nope, I had to just uh, make a little contribution to the NFL in order to do that uh, to to watch that uh, man. Uh, Mahomes looked like regular season form on uh, Saturday night. They they looked almost uh, possessed in their game against uh, the Arizona Cardinals, as uh, they were in full throttle mode. He played the full first quarter and uh, threw for 105 yards, led them to a touchdown, and then that was it. Uh, but uh, the team didn't take the rest of the night off. Cowboys, man, I what do you? Th- I, I guess. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking with regard to the NFL right now. Previously, it seemed like the exhibition games were truly exhibition, and they didn't seem like they were all that interested in being there. Okay, but what I've what I've observed, and I've probably watched my f- fair share amount of both the Cowboys and the Chiefs, probably more than probably more than the average person has watched. Um, but it sure seems like these games. It feels like they're more ratcheted up than previously. It feels like, um, you know, the the crowd's more into it. I mean, they had a big crowd in Seattle, big crowd in Seattle uh, for the Cowboys and the and the Seahawks on Saturday night, and it just feels like that teams are like 
trying to really accelerate to be ready to go week one. And the Cowboys have yet to employ their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott. Now, there's some, there's a reason for that. Uh, the biggest reason for that is that they didn't have Zach Martin. Well, now Zach Martin's in the fold. They didn't play the whole first string offensive line. Yeah, and so, so it wasn't just Zach Martin, right? But but what they had said on the broadcast, what uh, was that? If Zach Martin had been available, or if he had been there from the start of camp, then then you probably would have seen Dak Prescott. Some then because, maybe the whole offensive yeah, line would have played together. Yeah, yeah. but you you haven't started seeing that yet. But I, I don't. I'm beginning to wonder if we're going to see him at all in this preseason, and I just wonder. What what's the effect on on a on a team like that when they do when they do that? Does that mean? Why I mean, do you think that you won't see him for the next couple of games? I don't know. I just have this feeling that he's well. If he doesn't play in the, in the next game, he won't play in the last because that's g- generally generally right. speaking, the last game is kind of the the throwaway of, of all the, of of the exhibitions. <laughs> as if that, the other ones aren't. Yeah. As if as if the other ones aren't. But like I said, I mean. It it might just be me, but it just feels like that these games have been, I don't know, more uh, more aggressive. Uh, the hitting's been a little bit harder. Um, just it just seems like they're really playing out there. You sure giving me a lot of reasons not to put my starting quarterback out there. I know, but I mean, when you when you look at teams that are using their starting quarterbacks out there. They're wanting them that, and Mahomes is this way. He wants to get hit. He wants to get get the get the rust off. He wants to have that first hit. He wants to. Mahomes didn't miss six games last season. Okay, I mean, I five games, five games. I'm just saying. I, I just I, I, I find the I, I find the strategy interesting. And, it, and is that going to come back to haunt them, not getting him out there? I think there's plenty of teams who have not played veteran mm-hmm. established quarterbacks, and they've been really good. During the season, and I'm sure there's been plenty of times where teams have not played veteran established quarterbacks, and he hasn't had his best season ever. Okay, so, um, you know, are is a series or two over two preseason games uh, that big of a deal? I don't really think that it is. Um, you take so many practice reps, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Um, I, I don't think it's a, you know, Dak has seen so many differences and he played in so many NFL games. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If you're talking about a young quarterback, different deal. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's, it's that big of a deal. Although, I mean, you're, you are, I will say this, but again, you have a lot of practice reps, but, uh, but I'll say you're, you're offensively, you're kind of changing what you do a little bit. With the new offensive coordinator, you've you've gone to this West Coast style uh, of offense, which really protects Dak and and the re- in the regard that it's a lot of short underneath stuff, and you're not asking him to throw the ball down the field as much. You know, it's it's kind of check down, check down, check down, hit him big every once in a while. But uh, the style of offense should should keep him from turning the ball over so much. Um, but again, he's a veteran quarterback. I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I think it's great that guys, some guys want to get out there and play. I think that's great, but I don't think you, that they need to, I mean, cause you're seeing so many practice reps. Okay. And there's only three preseason games now. There's not a fourth. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's on me. That's my fault. Um, so they're, then their next and their last preseason game will be on Saturday. There used to be five. There used to be six. There was a time when there were six. Kill me now. I think it was during 
um, when the when the season was fourteen games, I want to say there were six preseason games. I want to say, but I may be I may be wrong about that. But at least at least four, maybe five. You know, and while we're on the subject of Cowboys quarterbacks, um, I tell you what, Cooper Rush really. I just every time I watch him play. Uh, he just impresses me. He looks mm-hmm. like an NFL quarterback. He's he doesn't have a huge arm. He doesn't. He just makes solid decisions and puts the ball where it needs to be over and over again. He doesn't ever seem like he's he's bothered by. I mean, he's playing behind the second string offensive line. He didn't have any of the top three receivers, and yet he moved the ball over and over again. It seems like the Cowboys kept kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit when they got into the red zone, but. Um, or got across midfield, but I, I just continue to be impressed with Cooper Rush every time I see him out there. Uh, Cooper, Rush. I didn't stick around long enough to see Will Greer, but uh, yeah, he didn't. I saw his numbers were decent as well. They they were, and he he had a better start than what he did uh, the previous week. Uh, Cooper Rush nine of 14, 96 yards, threw a touchdown. Will Greer thirteen of eighteen, one thirty six, and threw an interception. He he played. He was in there in the second quarter, and so I think. I think um, Cooper Rush played the entire first quarter. I don't know that he saw any of the second, maybe just a little bit, and then Greer came in. Um, another guy who I thought showed out on uh, over the weekend was Jalen Tolbert, uh, and he was the guy that didn't really play very well for you last year. He had four grabs, 66 yards. Um, they had six targets on him. And then, man, Deuce Vaughn, he just, he's going to be um, – He's going to be an injection into that offense, whether it's kick return or punt return. Uh, he scored a touchdown again, had uh, five totes, 14 yards. His yeah. longest was the touchdown run for 14. Yeah, I thought the guy that they started at running back, Dowdle, was was really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it feels like he'll be a a good backup to Pollard. He's that he'll be that number two back. I, I was impressed with him as well. All right, so. Um, the one bad news for the Cowboys, Devarian uh, Overshone, the uh, linebacker, uh, out now for the year with a torn mm. ACL, and oh, that's that is really too bad. That's he was really coming on for the Cowboys. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive. Good morning. It is August the twenty first, twenty twenty three. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start off in nineteen twenty six. Chicago White Sox pitcher Ted Lyons. No hits the Boston Red Sox 6 to nothing in just 67 minutes mm. at Fenway Park. Is that L-Y-O-N or L-I-O-N? L-Y-O-N-S. Lyons. Lyons. Okay. 1931, New York Yankee slugger Babe Ruth becomes the first major league player to hit 600 career home runs as the Yankees defeat the St. Louis Browns 11-7 at Sportsman's Park. 1967, Kansas City utility Ken Harrelson becomes baseball's first free agent when he is abruptly released by the Athletics. Calls team over Charlie Finley a menace to baseball. (laughs) No truth to the rumor that that's where he got the he gone coming out later. Mm -hmm. 2008, striker Carly Lloyd scores scores an extra time as the United States beats Brazil one zip to take the women's football gold medal at the Beijing Olympics. 
And in 2016, Kevin Durant scores 30 as the U.S. retains the Olympic men's basketball title with a comfortable 96-66 win over Serbia at the Rio de Janeiro Games. We missed a good one yesterday for food, by the way. Mm. I normally don't look back, but this one kind of demanded attention. Yesterday was National Bacon Lovers Day. So, did you have any bacon yesterday? I didn't. I didn't know. Saturday. Had bacon Saturday. Well, you were a day early, and I probably have to do it a day late. Today, however, is National Sweet Tea Day. Out. I'll drink your share. Uh... (laughs) Happy birthday to... Uh, in fact, it actually irritates me that I have to say unsweet tea when I'm ordering. I feel like I should just be able to say I'd like tea and that tea should be... The default should be unsweet, that if you wanted sweet tea, that you should have to say sweet tea. I'll do you one better. <clears throat> when I want water, mm-hmm. I have to say with no lemon. Okay. Because I just wanted water. Is it really that much of a struggle? Well, no, it's better than the sweet tea versus tea. Do you have any kind of outrageous like that, Jamie? I don't know. I don't know, but I think if I was going to, if I really didn't like sweet tea, I think I would just say I'll have unsweet tea. I know. I just feel like I shouldn't have to do that, though. Because it's what, like, I mean, you have to get up and do 15 minutes of jumping jacks? What? I mean, you just have to say unsweet, un, and sweet, and Instead of just tea. That's that much of a struggle. I just, again, I just feel like I should just be able to say, I'll have tea. And when, when and then they, would you like un or sweet? Well, if I'd have wanted sweet, I probably would have said sweet. Struggle's real. It, no, First it's world not, no, it's not. First world problem. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, uh, happy that's birthday. Somebody you- looking to be upset. <laughs> Happy birthday, Usain Bolt, 37. Mm. Hayden Pentier is 34. Mike Evans is 30. Kim Cottrell, 67. And Jim McMahon is 64. And on this day in 1911, an amateur painter sets up near Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa at the Louvre in Paris, only to discover that the masterpiece is missing. Earlier in the day, in perhaps the most brazen art theft of all time, Vinzero Pagraga, no way I got that right, Nailed had walked it. into the Louvre, removed the frame painting from the wall, hid it beneath his clothes, and escaped. While the entire nation of France was stunned, uh, theories abounded as what could have happened to the invaluable artwork. Most believe that the professional thieves could not have been involved because they would have realized that it would be too dangerous to try to sell the world's most famous painting. Investigators and detectives searched for the painting for more than two years without finding any decent leads. Then, in November of 1913, Italian art dealer Alfredo Guerrero uh, received a letter from a man calling himself Leonardo. It indicated that the Mona Lisa was in Florence and that it would be returned for a hefty ransom. When Perego attempted to retrieve the ransom, that's when he was captured and the painting was uh, uh, recovered unharmed. Prager was a former employee at the Louvre, claimed that he had acted out in a patriotic duty to avenge Italy on behalf of Napoleon, but prior to robbery convictions and a diary with a list of art collectors led most to think that he was just out of it for the money. He served seven months of a one-year sentence (laughs) and later served in the Italian (laughs) army during the First World War. The Mona Lisa is back in the Louvre where uh, improved security measures 
are now in place to protect it? Or is that the real Mona Lisa? Oh, okay. Um, is this day in sports history? Sounds like the Thomas Crown Affair. You've seen that movie, I'm sure. Uh, do you prefer the old one or the new one? There's two versions. Pierce Brosnan's in the new one? Yeah. I don't think I've seen the old one, then. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the old one. Either. I've seen the new. I've seen the quote-unquote new one. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was decent. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good flick. I always liked uh, Pierce Brosnan. I thought he was. Uh, I always enjoyed him. Didn't like him necessarily in um, James as James Bond. I liked him when he was in his uh, crime TV show. But there is a 1968 version that starred Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway. Ooh. I know. That's that's big. That's, Just cast alone, I would like the first one better. But I am now intrigued. Yeah. That might be something I have to look for tonight. Okay. So that's uh, maybe a little homework. Uh, Remington Steel. Remington Steel, thank you. Yes, that was it. Took me a second. Uh, this, I'm sorry, I'll try to do better. Uh, Chuck sounds like a more crotchety, grumpy old man every day. Okay, I'll, I'll try to have a smile on my face a little bit better. I hate when people offer Dr. Pibb as a sub for Dr. Pepper. Well, it's Mr. Pibb, for starters. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just reading off <laughs> the text line. Didn't even finish school. Right. Uh, right. He didn't finish school. Mr. Pibb did not finish school, right? No, I think that's fair. But, I mean, they're just trying to be helpful. Uh, I'm with Chuck. It's like ordering a hamburger, and they ask you if you want cheese. Okay. Maybe they're just trying to. Maybe they're just trying to be helpful. The only time I don't. What? I don't get that. It's like. Oh, okay. You order a hamburger. And hamburger, and, and then they want to know if you'd like cheese on that. Okay. Uh, this Steve McQueen version of movie is far superior. The second one doesn't hold a candle. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I'm not saying I won't watch it. Yeah. Hey, over the weekend, well, in his start, um, he started yesterday. Uh, Max Scherzer. Now in third place uh, on the all-time strikeout list, 3,344. He trails Greg Maddox for 10th place by 3,371. Uh, he will not get to Nolan Ryan, who's at 5,714. Uh, second, Randy Johnson at 4,875. Then Roger Clemens, Steve Carlton, Burt Blylevin, who I think would be a surprising number five to people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It would be a surprising number five. Definitely. And, and then I think a surprising number eight on this list would be Gaylord Perry at 35-34. And oh, he's just a guy who pitched forever. He did pitch forever. Uh, Don Sutton uh, is seventh on the list, 35-74. And maybe no surprise that Seaver, Tom Seaver, sixth on the list at 36-40. So behind... I'm more surprised that Seaver is at six and not higher. Not higher? Yeah, yeah. right. I'm with you on that. Uh other active players who are, are on this list in the top 25, uh, Justin Verlander's at 32.92. He's in third place. Phil Necro is in 12th place, just ahead of him. So 50 strikeouts away for Verlander. And then you go down to 20th, Zach Grinke at 29.55 and Clayton Kershaw at 29.18. But after that, I mean, you get to... So you have... Uh, wow, we could get two 3Kers next year. So you, you have this. You have Grinky and Kershaw at 20 and 21. The next closest active pitcher is 67th, and that's Adam Wainwright. Then Chris Sale at 72 and Garrett Cole at 74. Madison Bumgardner at 81. 
I'm not sure, and Wayne writes at 2188, I'm not sure that once you get past the uh, Kershaw and Grinky numbers that we'll see another 3,000 strikeout pitcher. I think Garrett Cole will have a chance. Okay. He's still relatively young. That that was the one guy I was thinking. Yeah. He's he's nine hundred away. Yeah. So he'll he'll yeah, have he'll, a, he'll have a shot. Yeah. All right. It's just before seven this morning on the morning drive. I have an intriguing statistic if you're into this kind of thing, and it's related to Texas Tech football and the future for this season. We'll see. We'll see if you're buying or if you're like eh, quinky dink. All right. We'll see what see what you have to say about this. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. So this was uh, sent to me on Friday night. I can't take credit for it, but I'm I'm loving it. Uh, the note to me was, here's something for you to talk about. If Tech continues this streak, it'll be a college football playoff team. And here's why. The Texas Bowl champion. 2017, it was... Texas. They went to the college football playoff in 2018. In 2018, it was Baylor. They went to the college football playoff in 2019. What? Or they went to, excuse me. Excuse me. Texas and Baylor went to the college football playoff? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They went to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is going to the Sugar Bowl. Sorry. Um, 2017, Texas wins the uh, Texas wins the Texas Bowl. They they go to the Sugar Bowl, and Baylor wins in 2018, and they went to the Sugar Bowl. In 2019, uh, Texas A&M won the Texas Bowl, and they went to the Orange Bowl. Okay. Okay. In 2021, uh, K State won the Texas Bowl, and they went to the Sugar Bowl. So basically, it's one of the New Year's bowls or one of the you know Granddaddy bowls, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl. But you know, so Texas Tech won this past year. Will they go to the Sugar Bowl? I take that, or the or the Orange Bowl. Would you take yeah. that? Would you take that right now? <laughs> yeah, I definitely would take. That. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, I thought that was. I just kind of got I got a little ahead of myself there. I saw the logos and I got kind of I get overexcited. <clears throat> Would be fun to be in the college football playoff. It would be, yes, yeah. That's 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 the that's the goal. That's the well, the goal, I guess, initially is first goal is beat Wyoming. Okay, it's a little coach speak mm-hmm. there. Then, I mean, as you're going through the season, they would and love to beat Oregon at home, right? Everybody want, and 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 I think everybody's to a man would love this, obviously, for so many different reasons, but. It'd be great to win a Big 12 championship with Oklahoma and Texas still in the league. That doesn't mean that next year, if you win it without them in the league, it's diminished. It's just kind of what we know on the level, you know, those two schools that we've been competing against for yeah. a long, long time. You know, you go back to 1996 for, um, you know, the Big 12 starting, and then you go back to the, you know, 50s for Tech and Texas and Southwest Conference. So you'd love to be, you'd love to be in a, in a spot where you'd like, okay, man, it'd be awesome to, uh, to win the Big Twelve with those two schools still in your conference. Sure, you know, and send send them send them packing. It's always fun to finish ahead of them. Yeah. Um, okay. 
this. So Wyoming has not been good since 1969. Texas Tech should win big. Okay. I think Texas Tech is going to win big. Okay. Uh, Josh says this. Lots of love for Tech in the bowl predictions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd, it'd be great to uh, – to, for, for me, I think it'd be great to get out of state, you know, get these guys to a new destination. Although, I mean, if you – to me, if you had like one – I guess the two games that I'd really like to go to in state this year would be um, Alamo and the Cotton. Okay. I mean, you were out of state just two seasons ago. Going to... um, Liberty Bowl. Yeah, Liberty Bowl in Memphis and Tennessee. Yeah, Yeah. That's not in Texas. No, it's not. But I mean, and I'm still really, really disappointed that I missed that bowl game. Um, Weren't you off with the Lady Raiders? No. That was the year before. No. I, COVID I, got him. COVID got me. Ah. I test, That was the one time I tested positive. I came home. I was on a flight full of people, and it went through It went through this basketball uh, tournament that I was at. It went, through, it went through all those teams, and it went through us, and sat next to somebody that had it, and she didn't know. I mean, it was just the way it was. But it, it went, through, went through a lot of the team. And then, like, I think – Four of us drove home from Dallas, and three of us ended up positive. And I think the end of it, all all of us were at the end of the day. But oh well, it, I would have really, I w- always wanted to go to the Liberty Bowl, and so and I really would have loved to have gone to that game. But that would have it was been a fun day. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun game too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got an idea. Let's take it one game at a time and worry about winning the opening game before we. St- state to win championship things around don't get me wrong i want to get there but it's a long season have a great week dpi dpi it seems like those are new initials yeah just again we're just fans talking yeah we're not the team we're not the team (laughs) right we don't affect the team in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. none zeros none zeros uh wyoming stadium looks awesome being nestled in some huge trees cool seeing tech play in these unique destinations no no that'd be neat unique destinations jamie their uniforms are hideous we already know we're going to win the uniform battle okay (laughs) with their color scheme we don't know what our we don't know what our i mean unless we're playing navy or army or air force isn't it a guarantee we're going to win the uniform battle um, it's really hard to beat red and black. I mean, that's coming from a tech fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just as a color combination, it's really hard to beat red and black. I I, I agree, but I, I think that's pretty arrogant. If you're like any color scheme in the country, we beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, brown and yellow, we beat. Yeah. Okay. But there's school schools across the country have really cool. I'm sure the purple too. teams think that their purple is the best purple that there ever is. I'm sure that the you know, burnt orange folks feel pretty strong no about that. No one thinks burnt orange is a good color. They lie to themselves. Okay, <laughs> we're getting. I'm getting. I'm getting nowhere here. I just, I just stop. Stop. Well, I'll stop. While, well, like he's digging some, in. As much as I hate and maroon and silver do look good together. I, I will concede that that maroon and silver do look good mm-hmm. together. Yeah. But yeah, red and black is like. The premier color combination. Unless you're going against like Air Force and they're doing something fun or Navy, they're doing one of their tribute uniforms. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat red and black together. Uh this Chuck, I have a prediction for you. Two games are already 
sold out Houston and Oregon by kick time, how many other games will be sold out? Maybe by uh, by uh, by Wyoming, Kansas State by by the start of the year. Yeah, how many will be sold out? Many yeah. more? Yeah, I'm gonna guess zero. Don't the the one that I would guess that would be potentially sold out. And I think it's it's hard because it's hard for the out of towners to get here on a Thursday night would be TCU. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's going to be a featured game. I, I think if they were going to be sold out, they'd be sold out already. Probably so. But I think yeah. until you get some game I times, think they will sell out once we get rolling. Mm-hmm. And you get close to those games. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if those ones way in advance were going to sell out, they would have sold out already. Possibly. And I have no idea I have no idea what the what the numbers look like in terms of in terms of how many um, seats are remaining, you know, for those games, those remaining Big 12 games. So uh, there you go. 7.23 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments. Um, if you if you had just an acquaintance to, you know, have a question for Coach McGuire, I know you got a question for me and Jeff coming up, but if you had one for him right now, do you, do you have one in mind that really just, as we're getting ready for the start of the season, like, hey, it, you just kind of ran into him on the side, and he said, "Hey, you got a football question for me, Jamie? You get one." Um, really, nothing jumps out at me at this point. It, it, I mean, do you find that strange, or do you find that good? I mean, it's an odd predicament for us to be in because we've not always mm-hmm. we've not always necessarily been in that spot. How about do you expect the tight ends to be a bigger factor in the passing game this year? Okay. Because if it holds true that your offensive line is a position of strength, right, then mm-hmm. you would think that that would free up your tight ends just a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure that was part of the reason they weren't used last year, um, was they were they were used for blocking purposes and weren't in the pattern as much. But I I don't think that was the only reason. For whatever reason, you just didn't go to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. That's the that's that's a it's it's an interesting predicament because we're not wondering who's going to trot out there at quarterback. Um, really, not wondering who's going to trot out there at running back. We know what the offensive line is going to look like. Defensive line have a pretty good feel for secondary. Um, maybe I'm I'm curious why or if they're still thinking about redshirting Joseph Adedere. What the what the thought process there, there mm-hmm. is if there's if there's if they're thinking about him for the future or if they're such so strong at his position that he can't get on the field I'm I'm curious about that that'd be my I guess that'd be my main question your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three do you like that the kind of the analogy of uh, the sprinkling of sports compared to a chocolate covered sprinkled donut? Loved it. <laughs> okay. Loved it. Okay. <laughs> Hit a little too close to home with the donut. Chocolate covered mm-hmm. sprinkled? Is that preference? No, that's not one of my favorites. Yeah, that's really more for the 9-year-old. Yeah. But you don't have any more 9-year-olds at your house. I like the strawberry uh frosted one, not mm. the chocolate frosted. Okay. Okay, so somebody earlier on the uh, Yates Florence Center chat line 
made a great point that I thought about seeing it. Uh, thought it was cool to see Tech playing at different places, like at Wyoming next year. You could see the Red Raiders play to Oregon. I want you to tell me if you could watch the Red Raiders play football anywhere mm. where you'd want to go see them play a game. It could be about the area or the weather or the atmosphere or whatever. Okay. One of the other activities that are there or the team that you want to see them play against, whatever. Okay. Um, I think a couple, destin- couple of them come right off to off the top of my head. I, I'd, I'd love to see the Red Raiders play in the uh, Coliseum in Los Angeles against USC, or I'd love to see the Red Raiders play in the Rose Bowl against anybody. Okay. So I gave you two answers, sorry. Maybe it's because this game is happening this week. I would love to see the Red Raiders play in Ireland. Okay, that'd be pretty cool. Just, for a, it's it's not the Coliseum, and, and that's a good one. It, it's not the rose. It's not the Rose Bowl. It's not the you know, any other in normal college uh, college venues that you would see. The Horseshoe would be cool, mm-hmm. but to be the one game that week that is the highlight game for everybody watching college football. Let's be honest. If we were going to be going, we'd be going today. So you'd spend more than just the game there. You'd be in Ireland for three or four days. The The overseas experience, the the entire thing for it, getting to go would be awesome. And seeing how that crowd reacts to a college football game. Okay. Uh, for me, it would be this is a pretty easy one for me, um, and it would be the same for Red Raider football or Red Raider baseball. I, I would love to see the Red Raiders play on a Saturday night in Baton Rouge mm. against LSU. I I just want to see the craziness that is That's the surpri- LSU. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I I would have bet a dollar to a donut. Uh, that you were going to say oh, we we're heavy on the donuts today. Well, it's one of my mom's saying dollar to a donut. Mm-hmm. I bet you dollar to a donut. Um, that you were going to say the Air Force Academy just because of the mountains and yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that would be great. But, I, I mean, second on my list probably would have been Hawaii. <laughs> See him play Hawaii, Maybe but, not right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe wait a little bit. Well, <laughs> I just think the atmosphere there is so cool. Saturday night, I'd be ramped up, you know, I don't want an, an 11 o'clock kickoff for that one. Uh, give me a Saturday night in Baton Rouge. I think that would be so much fun, and I'd love to see the Red Raiders play a weekend series there in baseball. I was actually pretty disappointed when Tech didn't get, even though obviously they were very good. I shouldn't say I was disappointed, but I would have been happy if they sent the Red Raider baseball team to Baton Rouge this this past uh, for the regionals, and I thought they were going to, but that didn't end up being the case. Uh, a couple people have mentioned uh, South Bend or playing at Notre Dame. I think I think going to a football game at Notre Dame would be pretty cool. Um, a couple people have brought up, uh, or one has brought up West Point, one has brought up Annapolis. Um, good morning, gentlemen. Play at Auburn. My brother is a big money donor, BMD for Auburn. Let's go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, have him have him come pick us up here in his jet and take us in for an in, you know. Day of game, bring us back after the ball game kind of deal. Well, I kind of want to, I'd want to stay. I'd, I'd want to stay. I'd want to see him, you know, the whole atmosphere pre and post for Auburn. I think that'd be pretty, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Okay. 
seven thirty five this morning here on the morning drive. I think I mean I think this Wyoming one is is really cool, and I know plenty of Red Raiders that are going to make the drive or flight, and um, I think the uh, I think the Oregon one. It's coming up in the near future. It's not next year, right? I don't. I think it's like twenties. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's a few years. Okay. Um, I think that one's awesome too. Uh, this just for the senior. I'm looking forward to games at BYU and Laramie. Yeah, BYU is going to be pretty yeah. cool. Uh, Penn- That's two really good ones in one year. Yeah. BYU and at yes. Wyoming. Yes. Are you a little? Are you a little jelly of? Uh, Jensen Harrison level for getting to be able to broadcast from there and go there. I have to hit myself with a bat if I was ever jelly of anything. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I think that's awesome for those guys. So okay. I'd love to do that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Jamie would pick. Thought Jamie would pick Yankee Stadium and have a doubleheader with a Yankee game. How how so, do you how do you feel about football games in a baseball stadium? I would think it would be really cool for the Red Raiders to play at Yankee Stadium. That would be – you would have a hard time keeping me away from that. Um, I just Googled the 2024 Texas Tech football schedule. You play at Oregon on December 7th. That's so it is next year. Se- September 7th. September 7th. Yeah, yeah. So it is next year. Okay. Oh, man. Guess who else is on the schedule next year? North Texas. Bunch of Big 12 teams. North Texas. You know who coaches at North Texas now, don't you? Eric Morris. Mm-hmm. Emo. <laughs> what was his nickname? We play uh, Abilene Christian here in Lubbock on August the 31st. That's going to be Labor Day weekend next year. To open up the season, then you go to Oregon, and then you have um, the Mean Green come here on uh, September the 14th. Man, just... Just seeing them just makes me... I like me, this year's schedule better. I do, too. I do, too. So, yeah. for, I don't, so I don't two, like playing North two Texas. Two non-conference home games are ACU and North Texas? Yeah. 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 Taking a page out of the basketball book. <laughs> basketball coaches Well, at Chuck's point, you've had your struggles with North Texas at home. Yeah, I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. that's There'll be there'll be there'll be you a lot of people with PTSD on that. Yeah, you won't this time. Probably probably not. But man, I we've said that before. We have said that we have said that before. So I just I don't want to don't want to get ahead at all. But goodness gracious, worried about and then in twenty twenty five, and this may have to. This may well. This is here. You go. Uh, you you play UAPB. Golden Lions. I don't even know what that is. UAPB. University of Alabama, Pine Bluff. University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. There you go. Okay. <laughs> University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. He forgot his favorite word. We're pl- playing uh, Wheel of Fortune here. Uh, and then you play um, at Colorado State, okay, in Fort Collins. And that place is supposed to be. That, that would be a nice, some nice views there. And then you play Oregon State. At home on September the thirteenth. Okay. Okay. There you go. Seven thirty-nine this morning here. All subject to change with the new Big Twelve scheduling. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, and new Big Twelve teams. But those teams are not in the Big Twelve today. Oh, you think there's going to be more? I don't know, 
but I'm not willing to say that it's locked in yet but either. Doesn't you know the, the the commissioner has said, and he'll be here on Wednesday, and not that he's going to you know reveal any breaking news on anything Wednesday. I don't think. Um, but if they were going to take Washington State and Oregon State, they would already take them. One would think. Yeah. And they probably didn't see enough value in Stanford in California. The the other thing is there's no assurances that because you've now expanded to 16 that the TV guys were going to say, oh, yeah, pony me up for some Stanford and Cal or some Oregon State and Washington State. That just doesn't doesn't get anybody excited. Yeah, and then there's the rumor as well that the TV folks told the Big 12, hey, stop at 16. Don't go past 16. Don't go past 16. Yeah. Or, or not, that's true. I don't know. Or you, I mean, you can go there, you can go to more, but your the slice of the pie per team will be less, and and nobody. Why would you do that then? Nobody wants to take less of a piece of a pie. Okay, you want all the pie that you can get. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T973 mobile app. For that, also, the Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. If you have a question or a thought or just uh, want to share something from the weekend. I didn't uh, I didn't alert everybody at uh, 602, so uh, the 802ers, uh, this is uh, open to you. If you had something spectacular happen over the weekend or a spectacular failure that you want to share, with us from over the weekend or just something in between um the success and the failure aspect of things you can you can do that on the yates flowing center chat line uh, just being honest the failure would be way more entertaining <laughs> yes, yes uh any epic failures this weekend for you or just uh, was it just kind of a routine jamie lint weekend i don't think i broke anything okay did you fix anything um, I don't think I was asked to fix anything either. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, I think good. I had a big, I had a big to-do list, uh, that things that I wanted to get done. And I, I was, uh, I was pretty successful in a lot of accomplishments, um, over the weekend. Just, I made myself a list and I like to scratch it off as I go. Good job. So I didn't get, I didn't get everything Weren't done. Were we going to go over and help Chuck with his list this weekend? No, huh? You asked me if I needed some help and I, I said, I don't. I did not. I don't. I did not ask. We offered you some help. <laughs> you, you, I was offered. You, you, you. We you. just wanted to come hang out. Mm, no, you. Just, <laughs> no, you really don't. Just see what it's like over there at the colony <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. yeah come on by. Yeah. We, we were going to wear dark glasses. <laughs> find, find Very out. welding dark. <laughs> find out. Find out for yourself. You never know. Just, Make sure you're dark. Or just um, be blinded. Maybe that was it. Oh no, I'm getting a pretty good tan. <laughs> yeah. All right, high school fan zone tonight at 7. Uh, we'll have uh, coaches from Coronado and Estacado uh, with us. And then um, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, Monterey and Lubbock High. And then on Wednesday, Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, and Liberty High School, which is also part of the Lubbock Cooper School District, uh, brand new this year. They're, uh, they're playing junior varsity football. They'll play varsity football next year. They'll play varsity baseball and other sports. And basketball, volleyball, they got that going on. Probably some cross country. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, and I I apologize. I'm sure somebody out there could could educate me. I, I believe they're playing basketball at the 4A level this year. 
Okay. Okay, I believe that's right. Okay, before they jump up to five. And then they will jump, I believe, up when the new, you know, um, redistricting and all that comes mm-hmm. in a year from now. I believe it's they're playing at the 4A level this okay. year. I'll bet you they beat some teams. Yeah, probably. I don't, just kind of depends. Yeah. Um, He's splitting up a lot of talent over there at Cooper's. So yeah, yeah. They've got plenty of it. Uh yeah. Uh Red Raider Charlie. Uh they went to Amarillo and saw two of their grandchildren get baptized. That was a huge win, fellas. Well, that's nice. good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know the thing that I love I love about the Cooper situation is mm-hmm. I mean, just I think the high school athletic experience is something that you want all kids to be able to to experience and and have fun with it, right, and be a part of it and all that. But the truth of the matter is, and we, as we all know, when you go to bigger schools like you know, like that, like Cooper, yeah, it's hard to make those teams. Sure, it it is, and um, the, I mean, not every kid's like, hey, I want to be a Division One football player or basketball or track or whatever. I just I just want to be a part of it, right? I mean, it could be band, could be choir, could be orchestra, right. whatever. Right, and so when you do have that many kids or whatever, and then you split into a second school, that's just so many more kids that are going to get an opportunity to get out there and have fun with, uh, you know, athletics. And obviously academics factors into all of this. We're only talking about the athletic part of it. Sure. But I just just love that so many more kids are going to get the opportunity. There's, you know, more spots, you know, between Mm -hmm. two schools. These kids are going to get a chance to play, and just it's – you know that's why we know that so many kids will end up going to the smaller schools in the area or whatever, and and I totally get it because I just think there's something to be said about playing on a team and like again, even if you're not trying to be, hey, I'm not thinking I'm going to play quarterback for the Red Raiders or whatever. I just I just want to have fun with my sure. friends on Friday nights or Experience Tuesdays that. and Fridays yeah. and all the above, and you want kids to have that opportunity. So I I love that Cooper and. And friendships, you know, a couple of years away from doing the same thing of having a second school and having more opportunities. And obviously, at LISD has you know the number of schools that they already have. It's the same kind of deal. Uh, this from the Yates Warring Center chat line: Liberty Cooper is three A this year in a district with Shallow Water, Idaloo, okay. Abernathy, Slayton, among Th- others. Three A, my bad. Thank yeah, you. But, I mean, the competition is going to be stout still with with those schools. Uh, Sonia here uh, from Runaway Bay. Epic fail on Saturday. Left eyeglasses on the coffee table for five minutes while running to do something. Baby girl GSD. I'm, I'm assuming that's a dog, Jeff. GSD. Golden. I'm assuming. Anyway, they Golden got destroyed. snickerdoodle. Got destroyed. But good news. The new prescription and glasses already ordered. Baby GSD. Uh, this here's something good. This is pretty cool. Booked Amtrak tickets. Son, daughter. <laughs> right. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Booked Amtrak tickets to California Thanksgiving week to meet our new grandson who will be born by then. Well, congratulations to you. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool to ride the Amtrak. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a German Shepherd dog? Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, GSD. Who who knew? I clearly I didn't. None of us did. Uh, would you take the Amtrak anywhere? Yes, I would yeah. think that would be yeah, really cool. Yeah, I think cool. that'd be very cool. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm 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 with you. I 
I would. I think that'd be. I think that would be fun to do. I'd like uh, to do it like in a foreign country or something somewhere to see a countryside and all that. Okay, not a bullet train though, where you're going. <laughs> you know, so fast you can't even see it. Yeah. No. No. Not Orient Express or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No. That's, that's not so much. Chuck on the Marsha Sharp. Sharpabon, yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit behind this morning. I was, I was, I got up early, got up six minutes early, and then I kind of had to do a couple things, dinked around. The next thing I knew, I was like, oh my God, now it's, now I'm scrambling. Mm. But there was a uh, smooth pavement for me it's this bad morning. bad deal. Smooth payment. I all. got to the house early, too, and realized that I was going to be here way earlier than I wanted to. I, <laughs> I, I slowed down a little bit. <laughs> did you, take, a, did you take, a, take another trip around the loop? It's like, man, I'm going to be way there. I'm be no. way early. I'm going to be way, way early. Yeah, I don't want to be too early. All right, so if you have something to share, you can on the Ace Flooring Center chat line. Uh, by the way, former Red Raider quarterback Donovan Smith named the starting quarterback by Dana Holgerson over the weekend for Houston. Not 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 a um, not a big surprise, but I'm I'm happy for him. I'm gonna I'll root for him. I always enjoyed Donovan Smith. I thought thought he did did a good job for you here and didn't make any waves. I'm not gonna root for him against the Red Raiders, but I'm sure that he'll have. Uh, I'm sure he'll be thinking about it. You know, when he comes here, going, hey, you know, I uh, had a pretty special win here last year. A couple of them, right. Yeah, no, I, I think he was a, he was a great teammate and you know a good player. He he had some limitations, no, mm-hmm. no question. I I would imagine a lot of Red Raiders will be rooting for him playing for Houston, except for you know one game next. Sure, year. right, yeah, right. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.